Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Broadway Breakdown. I am one of your hosts, Matt Koplick, and today for a special treat... Oh my god, I'm one of your other hosts, Sean Wiscavish. Sean is back, everybody! I escaped from wherever you've been telling people I've been. Sometimes, Sometimes dungeon. Sometimes dungeon, baby. Um, yeah, I, I, I made it. I made it out in one piece. You could you could say that I've arrived Des- here. Despite sometimes better attempts to break you in half, <laughs> yep. you arrived back in one piece. Yeah, you know, it's I I fought with my whole hole and I made it out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, 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 oh god, how embarrassing! How, it's like we're on a first date again. Is, oh my god, Dear how god. embarrassing for us! First date again, and we never went on a first date. No, I we, mean every day I'm with you feels like a first date. Always, just like we, interrogating. We we just went right to marriage, you and I. It's, we truly did. It's no, true. No courtship, just but like, like the twentieth year of marriage. Like yeah. we're over each other and bitter, but we're tied anyway. Yep, exactly. And there are probably some kids somewhere that we forgot about. Um, how have you been, asshole? <laughs> Um, I've been good. I've missed this. Oh, I missed this too. Uh, in case you were waiting until John returned and missed the last two episodes, I dutifully waited for John while also filling. I said duty, duty while also filling the time. I said filled. Um, <laughs> with some guests, we had uh, Miss Allie Gordon, Mister Kevin Duda, yes. uh, and our new uh, like sub series, My Obsession, which we will continue. Uh, but today is going to be a tradition episode of Broadway Breakdown. Uh, we know you've been hungry for it. I have. Uh, John, you said you were going to listen to them, but I don't think you did because you've been a busy, busy bee. Uh, I was you- go- the thing is, I was... I was going to like put up a brave face and be like, and at least on air, be like, and I listened to them and they were amazing. No. And then off, stay, off the air, I was going to be like, listen, I didn't listen to them yet. I've been, I have been texting, you know, so here's the thing. I might not always do everything um, quickly, mm-hmm. <laughs> but when I say that I'm going to do something, I truly mean it or it's I don't true. say it because I've gotten burnt before, mm-hmm. aka I've burned myself before. Um <laughs> Um, and so I truly have been meaning to listen to it and have been excited to listen to Great. them. I'm glad um, <laughs> because you're still talking to me, which means you haven't listened to them because I shade John all throughout both episodes. Listen, it's it. okay. No. Drag her. Drag I her. Drag she her deserves through the it. No, I don't. I don't drag you. I just calls it like I sees it. Um, I think you will enjoy them. They're fun. Uh, surprisingly, Allie Gordon's episode might uh, usurp. The Robbie Rizal episode for like gayest episode of Broadway Breakdown. Twist. Yeah, twist. I mean, she's a she's a gay gay bean. Do you know Allie? I don't. Um, she seems super familiar. Like, and I, I read up about her. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, Doctor in the Social Meads. Yes. Did all of those things. Um, but I do not know her. She's a great gal. Uh, you guys probably have a gazillion mutual friends because she knows every single person in musical theater. And especially every single gay person in musical theater. But yeah, um, we must yeah. know all the same people. You, oh. you, I mean, been to the same bathhouses. 
Uh, anywho, uh, we're gonna. I mean, we're right back on that traditional train, which is ironically what uh, John called Sondheim's penis, the traditional train. Uh, All these jokes you've been workshopping since I've been out of it. Speaking of workshopping, <laughs> John was away doing a lab. I was. I was a lab rat. Yes, you um, were. Yeah, and so I, that's why I was gone for the last three weeks. I was in constant rehearsal for these labs, along with doing my online show, Smashed. And so um, I haven't slept for the whole last month. Um, but I'm here, and I'm back, and I'm queer, and I'm caffeinated. Yes, you I are. Am, I'm, I'm thriving. I'm 30. I'm douched. I'm, like, I'm here. Smashed. The D is silent for half of the show. Smashed. The um, D is silent. But only for the second half. Only, only, only the last third, the D yeah, is silent. Yeah. Because yeah. every time I watch it, and I say every time, I don't watch them consistently. I watch each new episode when they come out because I'm a good friend, but I don't like single white female you and watch them like on a loop. Uh, but every time I watch it and you say the D is silent, I'm like, was it silent before? And then I realized by the third episode that it's just the last segment that the yeah, D is silent. Yeah, it's just the last segment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's Because it's smashed, but then it's smashed, but then it's the smash of the week. It's just, it is so many it, layers. Yeah, and it's really good for me to know that I have to explain jokes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because that's always a good sign of comedy. I mean, um, you're used to explaining, like, your existence to people, and your existence no, is a I've, joke, so I've there we go. I stopped doing that, dear God. Um, yeah, so I've just I've just been a busy little bee, and so I, I unfortunately needed to take that little hiatus because um, it was either that or... I def- I stopped eating the last month. Like I had many nights where I was Girl. like, I had many nights where I was like, um, it was it would legitimately get to be midnight, and I was like, oh crap, I I was so busy that I literally had no time for hunger. So um, so I'm feeling super snatched. Um, but um, but I. Uh, I unfortunately had no time for for the podcast, and so I had this we had this moment. It was kind of like talking about like um like a couple like opening up their relationship, where I was like, Matt, I've just been like thinking about this for like a while, and I was like, you know, I I think that we are strong enough in our relationship where we can invite a third person in, and you can like you have can, a co-host, a guest. Yeah, co-host. you can you can have a guest co-host, and and we looked at that, and we, we thought about our relationship, and we said, yeah, I think we're strong enough for that, and I think we are strong enough for it, and I'm I'm really I'm really proud that you took that step and just opened your heart to others. I my heart, but not my whole. My yeah. whole is solely for you because I know you'll never use it. Um, I won't. No, you really won't. Uh, speaking of not eating, I got. So sick last week. Oh, no. Um, yeah. I, so that's how I am. How are yeah. you, too? I'm okay. I had a nine-hour stomach bug last Wednesday. Yes, um, yeah. Lucky bit. From six uh, in at night to three in the morning. Mm. Uh, oh, yeah. Lo- full-on lost five pounds. Uh, Do you think it was food poisoning or a bug? I don't know. I thought Because could... all, when it's timed like that, I, I, I always feel as if it's, a, if it's food well, as if it's food poisoning. It could have been food poisoning. I had the exact same thing about 15 months ago. Um, I'll never forget it. It was like, it was and the exact same amount of time. did it make you sick? Oh, no. no sorry. No. When you said I had the same exact thing, I thought you meant food. No, not food. No, like this exact <laughs> sickness. Uh, Christmas of 2017, I remember I got the exact same thing where I like from 8 o'clock until like 4 or 5, just full on could not leave the apartment. Uh, and I wondered last week, I was like, is this the same thing? Will it last as long? It lasted literally the exact same amount of time, uh, and I had a photo shoot the very next day. So that is luck. That is luck. So I that had, is a, answered prayer. It is. I mean, wow. I I'm pale as a ghost in these photos. Yes. So like porcelain skin, cheekbones that could cut leather. Yes. Um, oh, I saw the photos for these. Well, right? Or you these saw the... you saw one photo. Yeah. Um, I posted one photo on the social media, and I found out that you I actually skin. I would have thought that you would have had some kind of um, vomitorium experience. Thank you, um, yeah. guys. What a <laughs> what a fun um, episode today is going to be. I can feel it already in my bone. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, so let's. So let's move on to something a little more pleasant than uh, both of our shattered existences and buttholes. Uh, you, because of Sondheim, me, because of uh, beef jerky, I guess. I truly, I, tr- I mean, should we actually just take the next five minutes and you could just make as many jokes about my butt as, as you want? I feel like you have these pent up. You got these pent up. No, I don't like, pen up butt I, don't li- I don't like making your butt the butt of the joke. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
Superstar. Uh, now let's just move on before I get too down the rabbit hole. Also known as your butthole. Um, it's true. Nicole Kidman was nominated for an Academy Award for my butthole. Yes, and uh, Cynthia Nixon won a Tony Award for your butthole. Yeah, yeah. You are know, your butthole is a Miranda. Your fa- I've always thought that. <laughs> I've always thought that. Yeah, my penis is definitely a Charlotte, but my butthole is without a doubt a Miranda. Oh, your penis my is taint, su- such a Samantha. Oh my god, your penis really is a Charlotte, and your nipples are carries. <laughs> they are such carries. Yeah. Um, I'm also on such a Sex in the City kick right now. I was what I had it on my laptop while I was sick, and it was such a comfort to me to like just be vomiting and like douching my brains out. While Charlotte could not get into sex and Miranda was like in the middle of dirty talk and Samantha was doing God knows who and Carrie was freaking out about beggar aid and it was wonderful. It's wonderful comfort. I, I believe that. I definitely believe that. I've actually never watched Sex in the City. You've mentioned that before. I mean, like I've watched episodes here or there. Um, it's fun. It is I, fun. I get, I, get, I get what it's for. I also... Um, hate women so no just kidding. i mean i hate gay men so like there we are Billy, I beg to differ with you. how do you mean you're the top yeah you're an arrow color you're the top you're a coolidge dollar so let's move on to some like actual broadway top hicks. we had a bit of a casting blow up this week uh today is uh monday march 25th mm-hmm. and overnight Scott Rudin and Sutton Foster announced that she would be co-starring with Hugh Jackman in a revival of The Music Man in 2020. Uh, so yes. I'd like to take this moment to say it was nice knowing you all when I still had a savings account. Um, all that money will be going towards a last row balcony seat, uh, wherever the fuck this show's going to be. Uh, yeah. It almost, as of now, sounds like an April Fool's joke. Almost. You know what I mean? And not in a bad way. I just mean, um, it definitely seems that in six days, I can do math. Six <laughs> days, Scott Rudin's just going to go, April Fool's queers. Because <laughs> it's just, it's such a um, an amalgamation of so many gay things. Yeah. That sound wonderful, but almost... I don't, I don't know. All you need now is for him to be like, we revived Divine from the Dead to play Mrs. Peru, Marion's mother. Yeah. Like, just, honestly, just... that's the only thing that's missing. That's really the only thing missing. Um, how yeah. do you feel about the casting of said Pingy this... Beltris, Sutton Foster, as soprano Marion um, Peru? Ingenue Marion. I love Sutton Foster. I love this risk that she's taking. Uh, and. So far, she's yet to disappoint me. Yeah. But I've had actresses disappoint me in the past. We'll get to that later. Um, but why, I don't know. Why don't you look at me when he said that? <laughs> to, to be fair, there were many other, I should say, uh, more obvious choices that I would have, that I was looking forward to possibly seeing tackle it, like Kate Baldwin, maybe mm-hmm. Ruthie Ann Miles. Mm. Uh, yeah, she she was a name that popped up. Uh, Kate Baldwin was one that I kept seeing as well. And yeah. to be honest, that was kind of the one that I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Um, I think there was a weird, weird, there was a weird world where I thought maybe Jesse Mueller, but I think that's just because she was, so, she's so on the forefront of our minds. Yeah. And she did just do like a concert thing. Well, and, that, and that's center. why. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, TV, like, TBH, uh, the shock aside from it, mm-hmm. I think she's going to be amazing because she's going to... I mean, off the bat, she's just not who you expect yeah. to be cast in that role. So she's going to bring something crazy yeah. different to it. Um, There's going to be an element of surprise there. Like, yeah. We don't know what's going to happen there. Yeah, and um, we always forget that Sutton Foster is a comedic genius. Oh, yeah. Like, just a comedic genius. As well as, and, and a phenomenal, like, actress, capital A. Oh, without um, a doubt. Like, after Violet, I said, yeah, anything you do now, I'm, I will be there. Oh, yeah. Her performance in Violet was just like, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Hit me across the face with an axe blade. Took an axe blade to split my face into two. I wasn't born with a scar on my no. face. Oh, well, no. it must be not. I have to ask the preacher about the scar that cuts a, was it, cuts a rainbow clear across my cheek. Is that the lyric? Yeah. Is it rainbow? I thought. I think it's rainbow. Something like that. Something like that. It's know. something very poetic our, and beautiful. Our version is rainbow. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I think 
I think just the weirdest thing, and and we've heard her sing soprano before. We've heard yeah, her not do that. quite as like as as heavy as this is, but like yes. we've definitely heard colors of it. Yes, exactly. Um, and so I, I think the initial casting is 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 shocking. I was shocked this morning. I woke up and I read it, and my initial react I, it's just a lot. It's kind of like um a shot of wheatgrass. Mm. I think it's going to be good for us. But when you first take that shot, you're just kind of like, whoa! I don't want a show! It's really going to be quite amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I honestly can't wait. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's so exciting. Uh, the last time I was on the Broadway... I saw it with uh, Rebecca Luker and Craig Bierko. Mm. Um, speaking of Sex and the City, he's best known to many people as being uh, one of the most intense orgasms Carrie Bradshaw ever had on the show. I just saw him live at a con- at a concert at the 54 Green oh. or whatever it is, because his wife is Frances Ruffell, right? She is! Holy shit, I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, and so I saw her do a... I saw her do a show, the original Eponine, mm-hmm. and um, how did they meet? I wonder. I don't know, but they had. It was kind of part of the show, but not really. Um, and then they sang a little duet together, and I went, "Oh, yes, a little fall of rain." Yeah, yeah. Um, sorry, that was just a tangent because yeah. it, I I saw him recently, and I thought, "Oh, you, hello yeah. again." He was very schmexy in the last revival. I, I mean, eleven year old me saw it and was just like, "Hello, daddy." So, just I mean, in case you're wondering, but you can unpack that later. Absolutely, like therapy. It was it was definitely one of two minds. I heard Rebecca Luker and I went, ah, beautiful angels. And then Craig Bierka just came out and was like, smarmy and a dick. And I went, please, please, yes. Mm. Billy, I beg to differ with you. How do you mean? You're the top. Yeah. You're an arrow collar. You're the top. I have not segued in a while, so excuse me. Um, I saw Kiss Me Kate, and the only production I had seen of Kiss Me Kate was a high school production. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just saw that last week, and I believe you saw it as well. I did Speaking see it of last week. Just good old fashioned musicals getting revolved. Yeah, I I had saw it uh, the day after it opened, oh. um, and the last time I saw it. Was in 1999 with Marin Maisie and Brian Stokes. Aww. Yeah, R.I.P. Marin. Uh, so let's talk about Kiss Me Kate. Sure. You saw it. I saw it. Give me your thoughts first, please, John. Um, I am always so taken aback when people hear the name Kelly O'Hara and I've heard people in the past go, oh, she's she's boring or she's a little bland. I think Kelly O'Hara is such an amazing actress. Same. I think she is so stunningly meticulous and all of her moments are fun and filled with life, um, but really nuanced. And I think her performance in this revival is just so amazing. I... Her voice sounds like fucking butter. Mm-hmm. She's got and one of the best voices butter. around. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was such an honor hearing her sing that, um, sing, sing that score. Um, it's been a while since I saw a production of the show, and I remember being very excited to see it because I remember laughing my butt off in high school when I saw this show, and I definitely laughed a lot at this production. But I will say, being a woman now of a certain age with a certain amount of theater experience under her belt who has seen a certain amount of shows. Um, I don't know if Kiss Me Kate is really my favorite show. <laughs> Fair. I think um, for a show that might have done the musical in a musical, like one of the first ones to maybe do that as in the form of musical theater. Like the meta thing, yeah. Yeah, like hats off to that. Um, I don't know. I found the show to be... And I don't think it's, I don't think it's necessarily a production thing. Maybe it is. Maybe your opinion will shed light on this. I just found the show to be quite boring, and I was like, oh, maybe like this show could now be an hour and a half, no intermission, um, sweep through. It really 
goes on for quite amount of time. It do. It really do. <laughs> it re- it re- I mean, she she she's a nineteen forties musical. Yeah, she she is a golden age musical. She is where you sit there and go. Oh wow, yeah. People had nowhere else to be, so they had the time to sit here and watch this. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, this is really hard for me to say. I had seen the '99 revival, which I is still burned in my brain. I mean, sure. granted, I am a freak who has like a weird kind of memory. You are, but even yeah. like nine-year-old me remembers so much about that last revival. I like, believe that details, yeah. um, and then also like wore out that cast album. So yeah. I can say. This production took a lot from that last revival, mm-hmm. but also found a weird way to kind of mute it at the same time. Um, sure. And what's hard for me to say is that I love Kelly O'Hara. She sounds amazing in this production. I did not care for her performance in oh, it. Oh, really? Definitely not the way you did. And I I, to that. be fair to her and the entire company, it was the day after they opened. They had a late night. I... I don't know if they were all their most energetic selves. And I saw them on opening. So there we go. Um, (laughs) I felt... So Kiss Me Kate, it's a long show. Quite. Um, But what makes it go by is energy and zaniness. And you need to not be... It's a weird kind of comedy. uh, Because a lot of comedy comes from... You as the actor have to understand that your character is being ridiculous and then throw it away mm-hmm. and be 100% bold and serious and brash. And I feel sometimes with this production, and it's something that I felt about Scott Ellis productions of late, uh, that a lot of the acting is commenting on the ridiculousness of the situation. And Kiss Me Kate is a show that is pretty much just pure ridiculousness from beginning to end. And if you're going to let that through, you kind of have to just embrace it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt personally the only actor that kind of really tried to go there was Will Chase, who I thought really tried to go for the grand, like, over-the-top yeah. person. Kelly O'Hara, I felt, was tr- going into her um, niche of, like, really finding out who this person is and their... And their subtleties and their what their tics, which is like something that she finds in so many other amazing performances, Bridges of Madison County, King and I. But this is Kiss Me Kate, mm-hmm. where two gangsters find their way onto the stage and improvise a whole number for a, what's apparently a paying audience. And, you know, just things happen that we're supposed to just kind of go along with. And uh, I just remember Marin Maisie with I Hate Men really kind of going there with the like over the top. Catherine and making her kind of this hysterical piece while not while abandoning her uh, ego, so to speak, to allow the the brashness of the performance to come through. Because at the end of the day, I Hate Men is a over the top actress giving an over the top performance in an sure. over the top musical. Sure. And I felt Kelly O'Hara was more kind of giving a musical TED talk, which is something to do. I feel that. Which it's it's definitely an approach and I watched and I was like the audience is loving her. She's again, I cannot emphasize this enough. She can, she sounds amazing. It's mm-hmm. the best singing on Broadway. Um I also love that they raised some of the keys for her mm. uh because like bitch Hit some high she notes. She hit some high notes that we have not heard her sing on Broadway in a while, and like, she has them clear as a bell. Oh my god! It, I don't. <laughs> her soprano has not sounded this good since Piazza, and I would at actually the, at the end of Act One, the note that she hit. Oh yeah, <laughs> which and I think she even does it like while over Will Chase's shoulder. She does it over his shoulder. I it's, yeah. I I can't. Um yeah. I mean, her singing is worth it alone. Um, but yeah, it's. I just remember watching it. I was like, you could really kind of go broader on this. And I felt there was an element of her and the production being like, we don't want to make fun of this character. We don't want to make fun of women. And like, you're not necessarily making fun of women. It's, it's a specific situation where everyone in this show is kind of out of their element and doing a really uh, misguided production of Shrew. I... Their worth upon this earth I did not ken. A 
avoid the traveling salesman, the tempting Tom he may be. From China he will bring you jade and perfume from Arabi. But don't forget, tis he who'll have the fun and be the baby. That wasn't coming across to me. It all kind of came across as like much more uh, thoughtful and meticulous. And I think there's something out of the zaniness of Kiss Me Kate, there's a lot of fun to be had. And I think when there's some slight trepidation, as I felt there was with this production, you feel the length and you can still have a good time. But you're like Mm -hmm. checking your watch a little bit. I did. I I would not call this a zany production. No, it is not. and, And so to be honest, I think that's maybe like one of the the things that was jarring to me was I was you do laugh a lot I mean I, I laughed yeah. a good amount of this production it's I, funny. Rem- I remember it being cuckoo bananas um and and this production just does not feel that way no and I mean to go like a little more uh basic for a second the last production was very bold and colorful and fast and zippy like i mean dark blues and reds and purples and greens and this was a lot of like whites and powder blues and and pastel colors which i think is a night which is an interesting uh comparison of the two productions of like one taking big risks bold choices throwing the spaghetti at the wall finding what sticks and just kind of going for it and this one was a little more careful Mm. uh and like i I very much enjoy Kiss Me Kate. It is not like a bulletproof show. Um, I think if you're some of those lines that those actors had to say, I was like, "Oh, you guys!" Oh, I yeah. For you. But I th- and I think that there's something to be said of uh, find. And I d- I don't think when Kiss Me Kate came out in 1949, the writers were trying to make something misogynistic. I think they were trying to come up yeah. with something slightly progressive for the time. Yeah. But 49 is 70 years ago, and yep. I think. You can absolutely... I like. I had no problems with some of the edits they made, some of the lyric changes. I'm like, whatever you need to do so that way audiences don't sit here and cringe. Uh, but in addition to that, they then also were like, well, let's also treat this like uh, South Pacific. I'm like, don't do that. It felt V much like South Pacific. Yeah. I will um, say that. Yeah. Uh, so that that's just my take, having seen it the last time. I remember... Uh, when Marin Maisie goes off stage to read the card. So there's a whole mm-hmm. subplot within. So it's the show within the show. For those of you who don't know Kiss Me Kate, open a book. Uh, it's a it's an out-of-town tryout of a musical version of Taming of the Shrew run by a former married couple. She's now a movie star fallen from grace. He's an egotistical director. They kind of fall back in love right before the show begins their first preview, but he accidentally sends her her wedding bouquet with that was supposed to go to the... Uh, rising star of the show played by Stephanie Stiles here who I really enjoyed uh, Will Chase's character sends Kelly O'Hara's character her wedding bouquet with a card that's meant for Stephanie Stiles and she doesn't read the card until the show and they're in the show and I remember I don't know Kelly didn't do it maybe it was a mistake or whatever but she's supposed to shout off stage Lois uh, meaning that she read the card and realizes that it's not for her, it's for Stephanie Styles. Yeah, I think she always said, like, you bastard. Yeah, That's she's the like, thing I heard. Yeah. yeah, I remember when Marin Maisie did it, she's like, she has the card during Worth uh, that special face. She, like, tantalizingly is like, I'm going to read it, and then closes the window, and then the scene continues, and you just hear her off stage, Lois! And Marin Maisie is she's still in the uh in the house set and she bursts open the windows to her room staring at brian stokes mitchell with venom in her eyes in a way that is like cartoonish it was like straight out of a disney movie she, her face just like contorted and it was not realistic in any way but the audience shat themselves of course and kelly o'hara God love her. When I saw it came like bursting out of the house, like throwing the roses and all that with like tears in her eyes. And I was like, this isn't funny. I feel for you, Kelly, because you're mm-hmm. such a wonderfully endearing presence. But like, you need to laugh. You, mm-hmm. It's a moment where you're supposed to laugh and it's supposed to build to that moment where they're just like slapping each other. Um, and there's a famous moment in the show that's infamous now where she's constantly hitting him in the groin in the face. And eventually he bends her over and starts spanking her. Mm-hmm. Um, which they cut this time around and just made it that he, I think, lifts her up at some point. I think when 
I believe he lifts her up at some point. I can't remember. Uh, I thought he spanked her. He doesn't spank her. He threatens to, but they cut. At least when I saw, it, they didn't actually. He didn't actually spank her. Hmm. Um, I believe he kicked. Oh, he kicked her. Yeah, he, kicked he definitely her in the butt. kicked her. Yeah, because they were kicking each other in the yeah. back. <laughs> um, which just two Broadway yeah. stars. And I know a lot of people have issue with the idea of uh, a man spanking a woman. I do as well. Uh, it's. It's the context of the scene, though, where they are two uh, bitter, vengeful equals, and she is... They stoop so they low. Bo- to, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's You're supposed to see them both just stoop so low, where she starts kicking him anywhere she can, and then he... And he... Like, they just it's go so to this... childish. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Childish, savage area. Um, it's not meant to be uh, a moment of reflection. It's not meant to be a moment where, like, they're acting rationally. And I felt like this right. entire production, they were like, how do we make this rational? Like, the whole, the show is funny and the way Noise is Off is funny. Mm-hmm. We're like, it's, rationality goes out the door. Mm-hmm. So I'm done talking. I would like you to talk more now because I just did my own little TED talk. Um, No, I mean, like, I, I don't have anything to base it off of. I I think I agree with most of what you said um, because I, uh, yeah, it the production... Is gonna do great, you know. Yeah. Has great people in it, uh, you know. A, a, a great team, great roundabout. Um, <laughs> has a great. Roundabout. It's got a great roundabout. Um, and you it's know, right like the, and those subscribers, they they go and buy the tickets. They go and fill yeah. the seats. Um, They're so happy to be seeing that show. And again, like the score is lovely. There's beautiful is. music, great lyrics. Yeah. Yeah. No, I really don't have anything to add. Um, I will say I saw it and I went. I'm looking forward to Oklahoma. Uh, yes, I am as well. I'll be seeing that uh, next week, next Tuesday. I'm also seeing Hades Town this week. <gasps> oh, um, I'm so jealous. Uh, it, it popped up on TDF for Wednesday. I am treating Have myself. you listened to any of it at all? Nope, not. I'm going in completely blind. I'm so fucking excited. I haven't listened to all of it, but my music director on, on one of my last contracts loved it, and he would play it all the time, and mm-hmm. I was like, this is... Really amazing. <laughs> I can't wait. Uh, I'm seeing that and Tootsie are two musicals this season that I'm going into completely blind in terms of what they sound like, what they're, what, what's going on with them. I'm excited for Tootsie. I've never seen the movie. People say it's a, a wonderful movie. It is a wonderful movie. Uh, I think we talked about it once before. I it's, think so. Yeah, it's it one of the one. first movies that really like tries to tackle sexism, mm. um, especially in the entertainment industry. And like it's 1982, so it's not like they wrap their head around it completely but they make some they get some points across that is very prescient for 1982 Hmm. uh yeah like i think i told you there's the scene where dustin hoffman uh almost gets like kind of attacked by one of his co-stars who's a much older like drunken buffoon and bill murray makes a joke about it goes oh you slut and dustin hoffman goes don't joke about that Mm. and i'm like for 1982 like that was showing movies like porkies and Mm -hmm. uh back to the future where like marty's mom almost gets raped and they just brush it aside yeah uh it's like for them to actually like it's it's only one or two lines but still like it's a moment um And it's it makes me excited to see the show. Excited to see how they adapt it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, I'm very I'm very excited. But yeah, kiss me, Kate. <laughs> yeah. Billy, I beg to differ with you. How do you mean? You're the top. Yeah. You're an arrow collar. You're the top. You and I, John, are now part of a new Facebook group. I was um, actually just gonna bring that up because I was yeah. wondering if you knew that I was a part of it as well. I did know. Um. Because when you posted the other day, I didn't know you were part of it until you posted. And then I thought, oh, I wonder if I should just secretly spy on him in his little, in his thriving place of chat boards and things like this. Because I, I don't know if I have any um, willpower to live or to post on <laughs> yeah. on this page. I wasn't, I wasn't going to. I, I had been poked by, the uh, bear. by, well, Tyler, who our friend Tyler, who we've mentioned before, my, my straight husband. He invited me to the group because he knows AJ who formed it. So John and I are in this Broadway Facebook group now that has over a thousand uh, members in the week since it started. Um, And it's supposed to be like we're theater fans and aficionados just like chat Broadway and like share information, share videos, photos. And it's like a fun group. Uh, But I like got very... uh... Did you already get in a fight? No, not in a fight. I wish. (laughs) I did. I did 
not shoot someone down, but I did kind oh. of like disregard <laughs> someone's opinion already. Well, that's good. Well, because I so I was asked to post something by Tyler because he was like, get involved, like get involved. So uh, I posted something asking if your opinion and this ties into Kiss Me Kate. If you'd ever positively changed your opinion about a show after seeing an effective revival. Ah, yes, that was it. I remember. Um, I remember reading that and thinking, I wonder what that's about. It was something that interested me because it's happened to me before. Mm -hmm. Um, It happened with Carousel. It happened with South Pacific. uh, It happened with Pajama Game. Uh, And AJ kind of misunderstood the assignment when I posted it. He was like, well, yes, because you're seeing it not on the page, but on a stage. And, uh, you know, you're seeing it the way the author's intended. I said, yes, AJ, but this is what I mean. Uh, And then everyone else understood it. And they're like, oh, yeah, no, I, I totally know what you mean. Someone was like, I hated Kiss Me Kate till I saw it in 99. Someone was like, I did not care for Guys and Dolls till I saw the 92 revival. Um, and uh, someone had said, I saw the Audra carousel in Lincoln Center and I was like, thought it was fine and was blown away by Audra, but I was left cold by it. He goes, but I really got the show when I saw the concert with Kelly and Jesse Mueller. And I wrote back, I was like, that, I, I was very kind. I was like, that's very interesting. Because, like, it's the Audra one that, like, I, I can, responded to. I can to. see you typing that's very interesting while a butter knife is jammed into your upper thigh. A little like, bit. Like, just, like, you stabbed yourself and you're like, that's very interesting. I've just, I've been working really hard these last couple of years to try to hear people's opinions that I don't agree with and then not attack, but just, like, open a conversation. Something that uh, my friend Sarah has pointed out to me. Uh, Sarah Devini, second time shout out, hey bitch. Um, is that if I, if it's, it's mostly with friends' works rather than like works that friends haven't worked on, but I'll say something like, I didn't care for, or like something I didn't care for. And she goes, I really love that. That's really like, uh, uh cordial of you. Like, you're like, you're very, uh, it's very human of you to say, uh, I didn't care for it. And say, like, this fucking thing. Uh, but yes, you are more accurate, John. It's more that I have a butter knife sticking in my thigh under the table as I go, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, Tell me more yeah. about on your feet. Uh, <laughs> but no, I, I, I try to be nice. I was like, I really, the Audra one in 94 is what got me into the show. And I still think it's the most effective. I said, I actually think the concert is really beautifully sung. But other than that, there's like nothing there. Well, it's a concert. <laughs> well, yes, but it's a staged concert and they're all off book and it's been filmed and everybody's like, it's so moving. And everybody's like their chemistry and the acting. I was like, what acting? Um, people, uh, there was a whole thread about it with uh, people talking about Nathan Gunn in that concert. They're like he's the ultimate Billy Bigelow who is acting is amazing. And to my credit, I did not post because I would have torn in. I would have gone all about how that man cannot act, which is fine because he's an opera singer. His voice is gorgeous. He's a handsome daddy. Uh, but Carousel, despite the fact that Billy Bigelow is a hard sing, Billy is like 70% dialogue. Mm-hmm. And it's that 70% of dialogue where he failed me and mm. I did not care for him. And same with John Raitt and same with Joshua Henry and every other Billy except for Michael Hayden. So I'm very sorry, everybody who doesn't like Michael Hayden's voice. He's the only one who made those 70% of dialogue work for me. So goodbye, everybody. John is laughing at me so hard right now. This is why I joined that group. <laughs> this is why you did it. And this is what you're not hearing on that group. Um, this is this is literally why I joined the group because I just... Um, listen, I'm a theater bunny through and through. Yeah. I'm just a different kind of theater bunny. I'm I'm the theater I'm the theater bunny who um it's a little rough around the edge. <laughs> a little bit. You you've been you've been passed around by a couple of different Easter parties. That's yeah. that's the kind of theater yeah. bunny you are. Um I'm just no, I just have opinions and I I no, we get, all do. But like I get Bitch, very, if we did if I didn't have opinions, what would we be doing here on this little microphone? I know, but like that's you know what I mean? Like I Oh, of course. And I try to be nice and that <clears throat> sometimes means holding it in. And that's not healthy. And it comes out on things like this podcast. So you're welcome, everybody. I'm I'm just really glad that you you, you brought it up because I literally <laughs> was going to um I was going to surprise attack you. Oh, great. So I just figured you didn't know because I didn't, um, I that haven't posted or interacted at all in no. it. But I, just like the creeper I am, I'm always lurking in the corners, yes, in the are. shadows, just watching what people do um, to interact with each other so that, I don't know, I don't, how do I put this lightly so I can make fun of it later? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of make fun of it, <laughs> let's talk about your uh, web series, Smashed, 
where you rip on hardworking high schoolers and community theater players who just wanted to do Cinderella and then fell on their ass. Listen, the internet is a gift from the baby Jesus that we have been given. And if we do not use it, then we are being horrid Christians. Yes. <laughs> no. Um, Smash has been a lot of fun so far. Um, if you aren't watching people, uh, my series Smashed, which is Smash with an apostrophe D, um, is on the Stage Network's Facebook page right now. It's going to be transferred to their um, actual online platform soon, but we're starting it off on Facebook. Just kind of garners some attention. Yeah. But, um, That's where the traffic is. But um, it's... Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun, but at the same time, it's been quite a learning experience because sometimes I find myself getting mean. <laughs> There's been a lot of seg- sure. there have been a lot of segments that have been scrapped because um, I realize how I don't know. It's really interesting. I've been noticing this in a lot of different aspects of life. I had a teacher who, um, although said some horrible things to me in college, uh, was a big proponent of. Um, this ideology in the theater and acting and being an artist um, and actually kind of in um, what works, a kind of an overall umbrella to live in as an actor. Mm-hmm. And his ideology was always protect the possibility of a happy ending. And um, I know that means a lot of different things, but to me, one of the ways I've been trying to use it in my life is that I think it's really easy especially for me to um be a bitch to make fun of people to make fun of things um and I don't think I will ever give that up but I think um I'm trying to find more positive ways (laughs) to do it I don't know if any of this makes sense um but I'm trying to find more positive ways of doing it and so yes sometimes I comment about people who fall on stage and face plant and do this stuff and sometimes I follow or I I have clips of Broadway people doing really embarrassing things or doing things that um just are really dumb or awful but um I don't know I'm trying not to I'm trying not to be super harsh (laughs) So your last smash of the week, was it the last one? It was, was it the alphabet ago? failing. No, sorry, your two smashes ago then. Um, oh, the the, um, the carousel Canadi- thing. The carousel yeah. thing. The so it actually, well, because it's actually a very good, I think, uh, outline for how to go about it. So your smash of the week was that Canadian like fame mm-hmm. series on Netflix that you told us about, and I forgot about. It. I promptly forgot about it, and then. You posted it, and I was like, oh, my God, right, that's the clip. I finally saw it. Mm-hmm. It's um, this girl. So what is actually is the premise of it? The premise is that Canadian high schoolers were given – it's a reality show where Canadian high schoolers uh, competed for a chance to win scholarships or, like, to win a big scholarship, but other people could win scholarships as well, to one of the top training musical theater programs. I actually think they mean the top training theater programs in America because I think a, I think a lot of these... I've discovered the show because a friend of mine from CMU went to school with a girl who was on the show. Oh. Um, and so I think a lot of these kids have gone on to really kind of pursue careers. Um, but yeah, it, it was a competition, a reality show competition for these Canadian high schoolers. Yes. And there's a clip. So who is the man exactly? Like, what's he, his role? He His name is um, David Moss, I believe. And he is actually a very famous, famed acting coach in LA, in New York. Um, he has a lot of books. He, If you watch a lot of his other things, he has a lot of really amazing things to say. Mm-hmm. He's very smart. Um, but just this show... And this clip that we're talking about specifically has a really wonderful moment that just kind of highlights the absurdity of, of theater and sure. of training. Well, so, so he's an acting coach then. <laughs> yes, so, he's an acting so coach. So they're coaching with him, I guess, in prep for their audition for the scholarship. Is that what it is? Yeah, they, every week they had different challenges. I've never okay. seen each episode full. It's really hard to actually find the whole series, okay. but yeah. Okay, so... Um, this moment is this girl is singing if i loved you and he's like coaching her he's whatever and she's and she ends the song and he's like he gets her to the breaking point he goes you know sing to them like bring them back mm-hmm. they're alive keep they're, them alive keep them alive and she sings it she sounds nice um and she finishes it she finishes the song and she starts sobbing immediately, immediately. and he goes what are you crying about and she goes because i'm picturing them and he bursts out laughing 
And uh, she goes, because I'm picturing someone specific. Oh, someone specific. He starts laughing. And he goes, I'm sorry. I'm not I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing with you. And she just looks at him. She goes, I'm not laughing. And I think that. And then he goes on to say something very nice about Carousel. But that's neither here nor there. He that whole moment for me, I think, is the, a good template for like how to go about stuff like what you do, which is if you're going to laugh with someone, make sure they're laughing as well. Because yeah. if, if it's like. Some the things about like high school fails are a little harder just because like when kids are young that's still kind of all they have but like when there's been some distance and they've like eventually gone on to college and that's not their defining thing yeah it's a little better better it's easier to do it and there's a little more ribbing at it like we yeah. can rib Shoshana Bean for a crack note because there are literally thousands of videos of her nailing it yeah um same thing with Jeremy Jordan but if like little Becky from Indiana finally got her starring role as Aida. And she hits the end of Dance of the Robe, and she don't get it, and it makes the rounds across America, and she goes to school, and everyone's like, you're Becky, can't hit the note. And then, let's just say, not John, but some other gay posts on their series, here's Becky, can't hit the note. And she's like, could you please take that down? It's kind of haunted me ever since. And he's like, no, I'm laughing with you. Yeah, it's, it's, been, a, it's been a hard journey finding a mix of things that I think are funny, kind of shocking but also i uh, my co-writer and i have a very honest check-in with each other where we i we sometimes go is this mean we never want to be overtly mean to anyone or anything and it's hard because the job that i was given by the by this company is to create a tosh.0 type yeah series and so and it's funny because i even i've watched a lot of episodes of the suit preparing for it and I watched both of those series, and I just thought, oh, so most of these guys' character is they're a dick. Yeah. <laughs> and so, I, so I had to sit there and go, how do I make myself not be the dick? And so the way that my co-writer and I have tried, the what we're, I don't know if we're fully successful on it yet, but and also kind of my whole MO in life is this too. I poke fun at people. I sometimes say things that are is a little that can be a little biting. I sometimes, you know, might highlight someone a, 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 in a moment that is a little absurd or call out Patty Lapone for for being a cuckoo banana bird. Mm-hmm. But when push comes to shove, I am always trying to be the biggest cuckoo cuckoo banana bird in the room. Sure. And so I think that's what I'm trying to do with this series. Oh, and- you definitely are. Thanks, um, bitch. You're welcome, bitch. Um, and so, yeah. So if you haven't watched, you're going to watch a lot of clips. Some clips you might have seen. Some I'm sure you haven't. Um, and just watch. Just watch. The, like, the, share. The first smash of the week is great. I will say, you. so you do a very smart thing, first of all, which is, yes, you do poke fun at yourself throughout. So that way it's not just like, here's smarmy me, Joel McHale, yeah. poking fun at other people. And it is tricky because whereas he's going through TV shows and talk shows, we're like, he can make fun of it for the week. They have another episode coming. Like, they're already mm-hmm. moving on. Uh, you make sure that it that it's always a thread of many things. Mm-hmm. And then usually your Smash of the Week is something that's a little higher up than, like, say, uh, you know, Teenac High School production of Jersey Boys. I don't know. I, that was a Mad Lib. But it's like Bernadette Peters. It's Patti Lapone's, uh musical yeah. TV show, which was... So funny. Um, it was, it's yeah. so absurd. It's, it's so, so absurd. absurd. Check out the first episode, guys. And if you are not obsessed with that smash of the week, the show is not for you. It's not for you. Yeah. No. Um. Yeah. I mean, like it. I know now that I know that high schoolers out there listen, listen to this podcast. Mm-hmm. Hey, you guys, share it with your friends even more. Mm-hmm. I want you guys to fawn over me. I want high schoolers to obsess over <laughs> Because they ne- they didn't when you were in high school. <laughs> um, sorry, we kept having microphone issues all the way until the very end. All the way until the um, very end. But I learned from my last lesson, and I've been saving as we go along. I learned from my last lesson. I liked that. I learned from my last. I learned lesson? from my last lesson. That's gonna be a lyric in some song someday. Yeah, I don't know. I just I know that's a regular sentence. I'm high as a kite. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, <laughs> I wish that, I were. This is just you. No, I'm and just me. It's just you and me and all this, other people, and this it's is time for this podcast to end. It is and time for us to end. So let's come. Let's conclude this motherfucker. Yes. Uh, we need to close ourselves out with a nice little diva. Uh, Have we had Kelly O'Hara? Yeah. 
That's a great question. Hold on. I don't feel like we have. I don't think we have either, but I have a list. I made a list. Before. Oh, that's clever. Mm-hmm. Clever little twink. Um, we have not had Kelly O'Hara, uh, and therefore, I think the time has come for us to have Kelly O'Hara. But yes. which Kelly O'Hara? Belty Brassy? soprano ingenue? Matronly Soprano? Not matronly soprano, although I love her matronly soprano. Mm-hmm. I would say either belty or brassy, or um, or uh, more like upbeat soprano. What it? Spunky soprant. Just like I uh scared you with what I could have made my Victoria Clark choice many many years ago. <laughs> I remember it to this day. Uh, I might just make my Kelly O'Hara choice. Her one solo in the Jekyll and Hyde DVD when she's in the ensemble and in murder. She's in the DVD of that. She's in the ensemble. Yeah, she oh has God. she has a solo in murder, uh, murder, murder. Uh, she has a he'll kill at will. Oh my God! I've... And she's kind of off key for it, yes. but that's that's a great moment for your smash because Kelly's got a Tony. She's got multiple noms. We can all look back at that and go, Kelly. We've all had perform bitch please. Yeah. It's it's just it's unfortunate that that's like the time that she had to be that because it's like her one moment to show. You also can sort of see on her face that she doesn't want to be there. She's like, I've done the tour already. I was Emma two weeks ago. Yeah. Like I, I'm in the ensemble. I hate this show. Yeah. Um. I already booked Follies. Get me out of here. So yeah. like the face she has for he'll kill it well is just like so miserable. Well, let's do it. He'll kill it well. <laughs> no. Uh, I'll pick something good. Um, in the meantime, everybody, uh, this has been Broadway Breakdown. Yeah, rate us, subscribe, tell your friends, and um, and then uh, or you can prevent forest fires. Yeah. Uh, I'm Matt. I'm John. And uh, this is Kelly O'Hara. Take us away, Kelly. Goodbye, Kelly. An aeroplane roars across the bay, but I can hear you as clear as day. You said you loved me. Have you ever wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists, what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There's enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.